Well, welcome back, everybody, to Story Simple Spirited Podcast on how to make sense of Scripture. My name is John McCambridge, and on this special Thanksgiving Day devotional, I am joined by my co-host, who I am incredibly thankful for, <laughs> Jackie Mitchell. What a Jackie, cop out. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving happy once Thanksgiving. again. So we released an episode uh, already this week, yeah. Thanksgiving week. We talked about Jacob's Ladder, Genesis 28. Mm. But I figured it would be interesting to do a short little episode mm-hmm. uh, that kind of ties in with the theme of Thanksgiving and maybe just give people some, a little bit of like a devotional thing to uh, to think about as they think about what it means to celebrate Thanksgiving as a Christian and, and what it is that we mean when we say that we're, we're grateful and thankful to God for something. Uh, because, you know, to to read the Bible is not just something that we do for information. Yes. Right? Yeah. We, you can. Mm-hmm. It is an endless resource of information, but that's not actually the point of it, mm-hmm. right? What's the point of it? To know God. Yeah, to know and to worship God, yeah. to come into a relationship with mm-hmm. him. And so the way that we understand the Bible, and as we learn the Bible, it's supposed to shape mm-hmm. our worship to God. Mm-hmm. And so if indeed God is good, then the more you learn about the Bible, the more you should learn about how good God is. Yes. And why? Yeah. And so what I wanted to just do today, and, and, and I'll, I'll let you kick this off, Jackie, is I just wanted to, to think about this, this question after, you know, 40 some weeks of doing mm-hmm. this podcast, mm-hmm. going through in pretty granular detail, at least yes. compared to how yeah. people typically read the Bible and, and understanding the story of God through 28 chapters um, on Thanksgiving day, 2023, uh, with what we've gone through so far, how, do, how does the story of the Bible so far, orient your life in a real way towards thanksgiving and gratitude to God. Yeah. I think we can start at the beginning, right? And I think we talked a lot about this when we went over Genesis 1 and 2, but to to shift our framework from, I'm grateful because God did this in my life, Mm. to I'm grateful because I have life Mm. from God. Mm is huge. And we've seen that in the story from a lot of biblical characters who are following God that they act as though like God's given them life. So they'll do whatever he asks Yeah, because existence is grace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's exactly where I would start <laughs> the beginning. Yeah. Because it's true. You know, like that, that in the beginning, God created, mm-hmm. it's quite a sentence, right? Because as we talked about with the Trinity, you know, he didn't create because he he needed us. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even need us to love. He's perfectly loving and perfectly loved in and of himself. Mm-hmm. And so, but he did create us. Yes. Yeah. And so the, the reality is that he created us not out of need, but he created us purely out of desire. Mm-hmm. Right. And when we talk about, when we talk about love, a lot of times we, we talk about uh, wanting to be needed mm-hmm. by somebody. And I actually think that that's because in our world, love is insecure. And so we think we need to be needed by somebody mm-hmm. because if we're needed, then they won't kick us to the curb. Yeah. But I actually don't think that's like what our soul desires. Mm-hmm. I think our soul actually desires to be wanted by somebody, mm-hmm. right? For them to choose you freely, not because they feel like they'll die without you, but because they just want you. Mm-hmm. You know, you think of like a marriage, it's like at some point, you know, you know that person. Mm-hmm. You know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and yet you freely stay with them. Like, that's the electricity of love. That is what we are products of. Mm-hmm. 
we're products of that kind of love from God, purely, purely desire, mm-hmm. not something that was, was needed by him, purely gratuitous. It's just a, an outflowing of his love for us. And so we wake up in the morning and we breathe in and we come to consciousness and we're alive because God wants us. Mm-hmm. Like our existence is based on the, the yearning mm-hmm. desire of God for us. And, and with that being the foundation, it's not surprising that he went to the lengths that he went to yeah. save us. Yeah. You know, I actually think that a good way to think about salvation, the, the salvation story that we have started, mm-hmm. really from Genesis 12, let's say. Yeah. Right. The salvation story is the same movement. Mm-hmm. It's the same desire, right, that, that created us. It's just the next step of what God does with the people that he desires when we separated ourselves from him. Mm-hmm. It actually makes sense. You know, a lot of times people, people get hung up on God becoming flesh and blood and dying for us. And it's like, why, or isn't that a bit much? Or, you know, I don't really understand, but you know, it, it's perfectly understandable mm-hmm. because it's based on this love and this desire that no stone will be left unturned. Uh, in order for God to have us. And so the redemptive work of Jesus is that every single person in the world can turn to God. Mm -hmm. And like we talked about uh, last week with Jacob's ladder, that the son of man is the bridge between heaven and earth. And anyone who so chooses can be in that bridge and and go into the heavens, Mm -hmm. right? Which is uh, quite, quite remarkable and quite beautiful. And some of the salvation schema that is common in our world has to do with basically starting in Genesis 3, mm-hmm. which is, well, now that we're sinful and wicked in our hearts and evil, uh, how does God go about doing that? And if you miss that, what we just talked about, mm-hmm. I mean, we've mused on this for like five minutes, right? If you miss that, yeah, how is that going to color your your picture of, of, of redemption? I also think it changes the way we can look at God's movement in our own life, whether we you know, are receiving something or being withheld something, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. if if we've looked at existence as grace and if we've looked at um, God's movement towards us mm-hmm. as desire, right? And that he desires for our well-being. Now we can thank God for our blessings, certainly, but we can thank him when he withholds stuff mm-hmm. from us for, for our benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's, that's one of the things that we've seen so far in the story, even like, you know, when you think about, uh, so, so, so we started with creation. How has the, how has like from that, like then from Genesis three, from the fall forward, mm-hmm. how has the story so far colored your picture of God's grace? He's incredibly patient, mm. long suffering, kind. Mm. He, he gives people more than sometimes a different, better option than what they've asked for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is one of those things. It's like we would we would absolutely destroy ourselves, mm-hmm. and most of us have stories in our lives of how that's true, yeah. specifically for us. Yeah, relationships, family, all kinds of different things, and yet the promise from God. Like I always think about the the covenant with Noah. Mm-hmm. Because you're evil, and would bring this flood upon you all the time, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. That is simply a covenant of grace. Mm-hmm. Right? That's not, and that has nothing to do with any kind of reciprocity. That is the fact that God chooses us. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, we're going to move into like 
the law, which mm-hmm. is like, you know, what is the law? Well, the law is just a very specified steps, instructions on how to be the people of God. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like if you wanted to do something in your life, you know, uh, we, we, we are here uh, in, in, in a community where there's lots of CrossFit. Mm-hmm. So people are fit. So if you wanted to become fit like that and someone came up to you and they were like, well, just be, be healthy and be fit and gain muscle. Yeah. Like that wouldn't be helpful. Mm-hmm. And so what you would do is you would get a trainer who would then lay out the steps and the instructions mm-hmm. on how to do that, mm-hmm. how to become what you are supposed to become, what you want to become. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what the law is, right? They're supposed to be the priests of God. They're supposed to be his holy nation. They're supposed to be the ones that the other nations look at and they stream into Jerusalem to worship him. Mm-hmm. And yet they're unholy. And so God says, okay, here's 613 laws that will govern every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. Follow these and be my holy people. Mm-hmm. And that is grace. Because of course it's gracious to give people instructions on mm-hmm. how to become what they're supposed yeah. to become, right? And then you'll see the unfaithfulness of Israel and, you know, you'll see them stray and you'll see God be patient. And then even in judgment, right, with Assyria and Babylon, uh, you see God call them back Mm -hmm. and bring them back to the promised land. And then eventually you'll see God become flesh and blood and walk amongst us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it really is this thing where um, part of the reason that we tend to think of God and his judgment as kind of like rash and mm-hmm. capricious is because we don't read the Bible. Yeah. You can't read what we've read, just 28 chapters. <laughs> right. And come to the conclusion that God is anything other than grace. Yeah. Personified. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And, 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 and goodness. Uh, and so, you know, maybe uh, just before we go, Jackie, pick up on that, that idea of, you know, we, we've laid this out before. It's almost like the question of your life mm-hmm. in following God is do you believe that he's good? Absolutely, yeah. Do you believe he has your best interest in mind? Yeah. Right? So just kind of talk a little bit about how that plays out in like a day-to-day decision basis, a decision on how to, you know, w- what it feels like is withheld from you or what's mm-hmm. in front of you or, you mm-hmm. know, all, all of the things that go into a life of deciding to follow to follow Christ. Yeah. Um, there's definitely times where we will be um, uninformed of why God withholds stuff from us. But if our idea of God is that he has our best interests in mind, we can rejoice in those days, just as we can rejoice in, in the days where we do get the blessings that we think we want. Right. I I think about, I'll give an example of our cat and I can't believe I'll say that, but your favorite, my favorite, your buddy, our, our cat, Obi, we love him. We feed him. We take care of him. Obadiah, his legal government name. We, you know, we give him everything that he needs and we know what's best for him. To be quite frank, he's overweight. So we feed him quite, <laughs> we feed him twice a day, but he shouldn't have any more than that. But I see him at about 4 p.m. every day, yell, scream, claw for what? For more food. Mm-hmm. And to him, he has no way of believing anything else other than like I'm being mean to withhold that from right, him. Right. And yet I'm doing it because I love him. You know what's best for him. Mm-hmm. So to be informed of God's goodness is to say, it's not to say that like, I believe God's good because he's given me all the things that I want. It's to say that I believe God's good because he's giving me what he thinks is best for me, which yeah. is much better than what I think is best for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, because that's, you know, like I, 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 do, I tell people this in our baptism class, that when you decide to become allegiant to Jesus, there's all kinds of things that you now must do. Mm. And there's all kinds of things that you now must not do. Mm-hmm. So how you think about God in terms of those guardrails putting, being put on your life mm-hmm. is going to determine whether or not you're going you're gonna to walk with him. Yes, absolutely. Because if you think that he's withholding things from you, pleasurable things, mm-hmm. things that you want, things that might seem expedient at the time, if you think that those things are prohibited in your life because he wants to suck the joy out of your mm-hmm. life, then you're not going to follow him. Mm-hmm. But if you think that he's, he's good, and that he has your deepest blessings in mind mm-hmm. and that he desires nothing more than for you to force and the commands and goodness yeah. and fullness and shalom, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our life the way that it should be. And have you read anything in the Bible so far as we've gone through this that would make you think any differently than, what, than, than the fact that God has our deepest blessings in mind? No. Sometimes he seems like he's the only one working towards anyone's benefit. Right. Because sometimes in the Bible, we are certainly not. Mm. And so, you know, I, I guess to, to kind of wrap this, this short devotional up, you know, on, on this Thanksgiving day, uh, you know, we, we, I always tell people when they ask me to teach them how to pray, uh, I, I say, you know, you, we're, we're called to ask God for things, mm-hmm. but start with thanking him mm-hmm. because you're alive mm-hmm. and you're conscious and you're experiencing this life. And even the pain that you have, you understand it's pain because there's immense pleasure in our lives Mm -hmm. as well. The sadness, you know it's there because there's happiness. Mm -hmm. And things are not the way that they should be and they're broken. And and, and there's definitely tragic situations that are not in the will of God. And yet look around you, here we are, Mm -hmm. purely grace from beginning to end. And so uh, our prayer lives should be be soaked in thanksgiving. Mm And so a holiday like Thanksgiving is is really just a, a moment to stop and to practice something that we should be trying to grow into anyways. Yes. Yeah. Thanksgiving and gratitude. And so on this Thanksgiving day, as you sit with with maybe maybe you sit with your family, mm. good relationships and bad relationships. Um, you know, those people are alive mm-hmm. because of God. And that food in front of you is provided by God and the taste buds that you have that are going to like the green bean casserole with uh, canned green beans, obviously is provided by God. Like God gave you taste. Mm -hmm. He gave you smell. He gave you family. He gave you love. He gave you relationships. Um, And uh, even the the hard things in our lives can be transfigured by Mm -hmm. God to make us strong, Mm -hmm. to make us love him better to make us more faithful. We can be tried by the fire and be, be turned in this life, start to become what we're supposed to become. And so, you know, obviously uh, I think most people do something like this on Thanksgiving, but, but on this Thanksgiving, you know, reflect upon the journey that we've been on so far uh, through, the, through the story of the Bible and think about God's grace mm. and think about how foundational that is to life itself and think about the way that he's moved in the story so far and how deeply he wants our, our happiness and our blessing uh, and and uh, our flourishing and thank him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else? That's all I've got. All good? Well, thank you guys for joining us for, for this special uh, Thanksgiving devotional episode. 
Uh, we will see you next week on Stories of Spirit.